Would you? Hey, 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 hey. Would you like to come on this journey with me? New phone, who dis? New phone, who dis? Journey. <laughs> Welcome to the crit crew, I guess. I, I suppose to, that's I it. I guess that's the intro. I didn't know, we're, going. I didn't know when Max the... was going to go. <laughs> Max, just, Max decided not to do his intro and handed off to you, Caleb. Yeah, Welcome you, to the you crit just crew. went with it. I was like, all right. We're talking about journey. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about a pretty game. More yeah, pretty part games. Two of Max's, part two of Max's pretty month of pretty babies. Um, he is freshly back from his Italian dream vacation and jet lagged as hell. Yeah, like like really, really, really freshly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um, he's running through the terminal right now, just holding a microphone. And it's like perpetually yes, home alone. I'm trying to get through. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to get through customs, and they're just like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "No, I got to set up and record." <laughs> you have no idea, <laughs> sir. Trust me. Yeah, I've got video games are art. I have three. I have three border control officers looking uh, at me very s- angrily right uh, now. Sir Grazzi, <laughs> <laughs> Grazzi. Uh, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Journey. Uh, um, Max, this is your game, so you. I, I I am really hesitant to hand the reins over to you because I your brain proven, ain't all there right I now. Haven't, <laughs> I've proven myself to be someone worthy of holding reins because when given the reins, I just kind of fizzled out. Um, <laughs> Okay, but, yeah. okay, Mac. You're yeah. gonna start talking about Journey, and I am ready to pull the ripcord and just take over. Be <laughs> too much, okay? You're my guardian angel today, as I try to <laughs> like jet lag at least all my way through life. Caleb's holding my back in case like right, I right. start slipping forward yeah. with you. But we'll we're pass the baton go. off. Caleb, Caleb's gonna Caleb's gonna hold my hair back if I gotta puke. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, uh, Journey is by uh, that game company. You know that game company. You know that uh, one that that game company that game company um, good jokes fa- founded by uh, Genova Chen and uh, Keely Santiago and yeah they kind of they got their start with uh, Cloud which they were like as a group of college students they were working on that and the two of them wanted to make a game company working similarly with Cloud kind of was like a fly around through clouds atmospheric kind of you know wait real quick you said the founder's name was Genova Genova. And they worked on something called Cloud. Yes. Oh, this is some good Final Fantasy VII parallels. Stop! Going stop on. it! Stop! Just stop! This, go, is go not, home. this is not our you, podcast. You are not. You are Caleb, not. The Caleb, go- pull the ripcord on me. You, <laughs> you, are, you, okay. you are not. Jack me you, on are the not the you are not the guardian angel I thought you were going to be. No, um, definitely not. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, Yuck. But yeah, the two the two of them after making Cloud were like, "Hey, this is a cool kind of way to make games. Want to make more of these?" And that, that basically was, like, kind of the, the foundation of this. All, their, their games all have this kind of, like, floaty quality to it. They tend to be kind of atmospheric, and they have a different pacing to them, uh, much like Journey. Uh, Journey. So what do you do in Journey? Journey is about a journey. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was like that was kind of like my intro. <laughs> oh, well, I'm really glad we did. What yeah, we I'm did really, it. yeah, it's not. A, it's a good thing you really stepped I, on. I think it's there. I think it's important also to like you know you mentioned their mission statement. Um, their their games are much more. I mean, on the website itself, they say our games mm-hmm. are about sort of enriching the player experience with very accessible mechanics. Um, and you look at games like Flow, uh, and then you had Flower. Uh, which flower, was kind yeah. of after that, um, and then Journey following uh, Flower, Cloud, Cloud Flow, Flower, Journey—all one name. Yeah, one, all one, one, one name. Word. Single, yeah, single, single, accessible single word title. title as well. <laughs> but they're they're definitely more about 
sort of the immersion of the setting that they've created with sort of like you said a floaty feel and Uh, you actually you said that like simple titles simplification is kind of part of this too mm -hmm. i mean you were saying like the these are like mechanically simple these games don't tend to have elaborate tutorials they kind of just like button does this we're never going to tell you again like Mm -hmm. just do it i mean so i mean this this was about a like two hour game do you want to just like can probably yeah, explain a, the entire it, experience in about no no, no seriously like journey is about a journey there isn't really like the, the it isn't really about anything else it, 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 the yeah, the game like, is very aptly titled uh yes okay but it still helps okay like you're walking through a desert you're yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i was about to say that you like yeah okay i'm just trying to get you there <laughs> you are you are essentially playing as a red robed hooded figure uh going on a pilgrimage to a mountaintop that's that's, that's the it. entirety yeah. of the premise um you kind you of wander- interact by pressing like by making little musical chirps that change <laughs> the environment a little bit yeah you you're there's... like you're mostly just going to little different like pieces of cloth and then you chirp next to them and then they create a bridge mm-hmm. and and then you get to the mountain um alongside this wandering through the desert mechanic you also have a like floating mechanic Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to, we'll get back to this later. I think one of the things this game does really weirdly, and uh, is one of the more interesting things about it, is its treatment of like uh, how it approaches volume of things, whether that be like sand or water or air. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we'll, 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 I'll get that a little more because there's there's, okay. there's 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 like content there. Um, but also, it's worth <laughs> noting while you're just sort of introing the game, uh, this is a, was originally a PS3 game, came out in 2012, and then got a PS4 copy in 2015. Um, <laughs> See, Night in the Woods was super recent. Now we're back to our roots. Back old to a game. Back to our roots. Old, old games people have already talked about. Um, yeah, I was in college when I played this first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically, you're so you're uh, you, you kind of have this like as you're playing. There's this looming mountain in the distance, and that is kind of your only objective. And they kind of like tell you the objective through having the mountain be a visual thing. Mm-hmm. And every now and then there are almost these like checkpoints where you chirp next to these stones and like it almost takes you to a cutscene where there's this like giant white robed figure that will sort of like show you what happened to the mm-hmm. city that you're walking through. Right. He, he like and it's pretty straight. Speaks like it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, like through hieroglyphics, you learn that this used to be civilization, and then they sort of attacked each other, and now you're walking through the ruins. Also, like, I was, was going to note that there is no dialogue in this game. Exactly. Like again, literally, you're chirping. Yeah. It will also like one of the more striking intro title cards I've ever seen. You essentially get the setup entirely within the first minute. You know, you mm-hmm. walk up a mountain, you're next to uh, a few graves, which become evident as to what those are. The later you get into uh, playing it, and then you just see the mountain in the distance. And then it has a title card, and then you're free to sort of just explore. So it, it just it sort of wears itself on its sleeve immediately and you kind of get what you're supposed to do that's why i sort of noted that like simplification is such a big part of this game because it is like everything is told through just visuals Um, yeah totally and it basically the game has this notion that the every single puzzle is solved through establishing a couple very basic mechanics Mm -hmm. and then having this kind of uh successful visual atmospheric storytelling alongside very orchestral music 
Oh, the music. Yeah, that, that's worth, like, this is one of the few video games that's ever been nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. And it's also the only video game that, when looking for some clips on YouTube, that also <laughs> advertises the audio bit rate in the description. The audio for it's this like is... 1080, 1080p. <laughs> it's like 1080p no commentary audio bit rate (laughs) this is is a visual audio experience at its core (laughs) i mean most video games are but wow there's there is there is no there is no other component besides that i thought you're here to prop max up today david what's going on yeah he just swept he just uh, swept the feet I'm also trying to help him, like, you know, get his legs. Like, he has to be able to withstand my, my jabs and barbs if he wants jabs to be bar- on his own. My ribs. Jabs and barbs. <laughs> my, my verbal wordplay. Um, it's also worth so, noting, uh, and we alluded to this in the uh, our, our ever-famous intro segments, um, there's also a multiplayer component to this game that's very fascinating, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is that as you wander the desert, you can run into people. But you can run into people in the context of you still only have this chirping like mm-hmm. communication effect they don't really it doesn't display who the other person is you don't have like a big like you know walk around the corner it's like big username yeah hot, hot <laughs> xxx420 blaze at gmail like you, you don't have any just like player names popping up or like it's just you just find ML, another person mlg yeah. cool dorito MLG Big Snipes Cool Dorito <laughs> are, are just gonna make jokes about <laughs> shitty gamer types. Yeah, well, but I, I think it's curious also, is... like with the username thing, they save it towards the very end. Like it, right. it's it's a seamless transition. I remember the most striking thing about first playing Journey was it's really hard to know when one player will drop out and will be replaced by a new player. When when it first came out, like there was a very seamless integration of all right, your multiplayer uh, companion might drift and you might lose sight of them, but then you'd come around and you'd find them, and you know depending on the robe, it might be a different person. But when you're first starting to play, it seemed like the same companion, um, and when you get to the end credits and it shows you how many people went on this journey with you, uh, it's kind of like striking that. You know, it, you're it fooled reads, into believing. It reads as memorial in a way. Yeah, totally, totally. That was Can actually that was something I wanted than... to kind of get to for a sec because yeah, that that is a really interesting thing that like you just kind of Can... finish with that. Mm-hmm. Can you ever have more than one person? No, no. Journey where they okay. Yeah. It's just you, the it, one. You really full dis- full disclosure. I was not able to play it, so I just watched. A, He's a trash a boy. Concert, He's like, a trash boy. I'm a little trash boy. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, there's that whole notion to it, which is really interesting. Okay, I got Max. I got a question for you. What? So like, this is your month, and you wanted to focus on like visuals. Visuals. And like, we could <laughs> just like start creating this like a regular game, but like, how like do how do you want to like dig into this specifically as it relates to video games? This is visual this potential? is a game I think that has a like major major focus on like. This this game is about its visuals. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, all of the successes, all these, you know, we're talking about the um, simplifying controls and how that reads from a mechanic perspective. That's still a visual kind of thing. I was just going to say we just sort of approach it as we go. Because, um, yeah, there's, I mean, part of the, you just like, you, you're, you're also like, through this game... I'm kind of like I'm stumbling here a bit. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to help you. <laughs> you didn't really. Uh, <laughs> well, when, but, when do you want to talk about the visuals? We, all right, fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> all 
Oh, the jet lag. Oh, it's real. Um, You're doing your best. I'm doing my best. Yeah, so visually this game has a very established style. Um, this is I sort of I feel like I just like keep harping on minimal, but that is like really kind of what oh, that's it is. Super the word for yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a game that utilizes like <clears throat> negative space the way that this does. Because it's hard when you're in a three D environment, but there there are very much times when you're walking through the desert and there's like the plane of the ground below you and then like that mountain that you're going towards will sort of like slowly appear mm. out of <clears throat> in the distance, but it's only like in the top of the screen, like sort of faded by fog. It definitely like it alludes it alludes to a larger scale that I think at the very end this game is very linear. I mean, I think about Mm -hmm. in terms of you're in a large barren desert that does break up into underwater segments um, and, you know, like this icy mountainscape. um, But for the most part, you're able to identify what is the next point of entry based off like, you know, you'll have a hill that you'll walk over and then off in the distance, you'll see sort of this desolate uh, rune, uh, ruin area that you approach, figure out what to do there, and then you sort of just kind of move on to the next thing. Um, and for the most part, it's creating a scale that seems pretty vast and, and infinite, but at the most part, like it's a very linear, directed experience. Mm-hmm. And this is also where uh, I feel like, like all I feel like pretty basically any game in my month, this quote applies to. This game sets itself up from its. There's some very like really nice force perspectives and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you like, your force perspective. I love, dude. Force perspective is great, um, especially in a game like this. And so you, you sort of mentioned you mentioned it for like a second, where like you kind of every so often will have like the mountain, which will just kind of be in the distance as a reminder. Mm-hmm. And that's where the like, and that's where they really do start. Like usually, if it's a force perspective thing, it's like you'll walk over a hill, and then the camera will like center itself with you looking up towards the mountain, mm-hmm. and it sets up these incredibly panoramic view kind of things, mm-hmm. where you just have these like very you let you'll go through a segment and feel on top of things, and you just kind of get sobered up by this like mountain expanse in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, the mountain itself is even very simple. The the mountain itself has a like strong vertical split to it, and then yep. just glows. Yep. A lot of the art actually reminded me a little bit of Ali Moss's work. Yeah, I can you see that. Strong, yeah. like yeah, strong silhouette for sure. Like yeah, strong silhouette, like large bodies identified by like solid blocks of color with minimal texture. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't. It's not quite a one to one comparison, but but like, it's an it's an apt comparison. It yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what Google I, Ali Moss. Yeah, Google Ali Moss. What I was what I was gonna say though about um, what what can kind of apply to all these games are you do like constantly get set up with things where you'll just have a like you'll hit a hill and you just kind of want to pause for a second and then you just have like a still image. Uh, this is a game which can be like similarly to Night in the Woods and similarly to Jotun, yep. which we'll talk about next. A lot of this game could be like you could take a screenshot and frame yeah. that soccer and put it on your wall. Well, in in like one of. Uh, for me like the mm. one of the lingering segments um that i like most vividly remember you're sort of like you're basically sliding through it, yeah. it, it's essentially you're just sliding for the majority of the segment yeah and they pan around to a horizontal scene oh as the camera God, tracks you and the music is sort of swirling because it's it's a moment of like you're sort of liberated from movement and you're just sort of you're whizzing with the scene and then the, the you're backlit by exactly your bat lit back mm-hmm. lit by the sun and it creates this like gorgeous gorgeous silhouette and it just yeah. kind of lingers you know 
Um, but there are so many striking visual set pieces that are about kind of like strong silhouettes, basically. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, this game is entirely about striking silhouette. Yeah. That, that's kind of like it's in that's its strength. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually interesting too that so we've sort of said how this game is you know simple mechanics like just kind of reads well like it, it's that's almost misleading in a way though because the mechanics are simple but there's actually a lot of variety to levels i mean you'd think that with the idea of you just kind of have tripping and that's that mm-hmm. you wouldn't there wouldn't you'd have more repetitive gameplay but you do have like these major breaks where you have what you're like you're just saying with the where you're sure. skating through the sand downhill mm-hmm. and what I think is kind of brilliant and where I sort of say that this is something that like when this is a visual strength to the game is that the way that they approach things in that way, they don't have to be introduced to you. The way that the puzzles are solved, they make sense from an aesthetic mm-hmm. thing. Right. And it's not it's not like you're being given puzzle pieces and go, Oh, this piece goes with this. You're just given something and you just it just figures out. It, like the way that things are designed, it makes sense. Um Well there's there's one a area strong I really like there's a strong is visual the, language uh, right. to it. And it's and it's a consistent visual yeah. language. Um, you, it, you never feel like you're like all of a sudden jarred out of something. Right. And they do change environments a lot too. We you know, we talk about the, the desert has there's basically three environments to the game. There's a desert, there's a subterranean yeah, subterranean area, and then you start hitting like an actual mountaintop with ice. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of them play off of the idea that your character wears a red robe very well and uh, they always yeah, want to talk about color theory real bad yeah this is a color game that was, i was waiting to get to that too i want to talk about color theory real red, bad. red is like oh it worked this game uses color in a phenomenal way uh your character wears a red robe when you see other players they wear a red robe uh it really like works there are these like little like uh i guess they're almost like tell like cloth talismans mm-hmm that are mm-hmm. also kind of like sea creatures in a weird way. Uh, that are yeah, sort of like manta ray. They're, they're like they're like manta ray or fish or mm-hmm. like like a school of fish. But they're really they're like yeah, it's basically that. Um, and they're all red. Red is like your color. Uh, the first area has like a dull grade yellow to it, which makes the red super striking. But then the second mm-hmm. area still has this like dark blue that translates into a murky green as you start having antagonist things introduced and it from a color I mean, that's like from a color in danger once you're in the danger it pulls like the complement of red like yes it's, to, it's there's like contrast once the environment is unfriendly the color is unfriendly mm-hmm. and it changes the quality of light it, mm-hmm. like the area before that it's blue with very striking spotlights and then when you start getting into the yeah the the when you're actually in danger it becomes this like murky green and you can see more but it also feels like it has a heavier atmosphere to it which is interesting because the villain or the villain the the enemy thing is like it's also like a kind of sea creature but it's made out of stone more so like a big stone ray mm-hmm. eel and it's weird that you kind of get this like cloud of green because it feels so dense like the thing can swim through it mm-hmm. Um, we'll get yeah. The, I, that's something I gotta bring up the, at some point. The other thing that I liked was so like like you said when it when you get to an area that's kind of blue, it's it you know it doesn't look necessarily unfriendly, um, but it sort of like takes away the red. Um, 
And then at the end of the game, we should talk about that end sequence. Yeah. But when you get to the end of the game, you're flying through the top of the mountain, and it's blue, but the blue is highlighting the red. Like, it feels more freeing mm-hmm. because, like, that contrast makes the red of your robe that much stronger instead of, like, dulling all the color. It's it really cleaner. It's just cleaner. It's cleaner. Yeah. And the area before that has this, like, oppressive swallowing white. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You, there's the the third area has kind of two parts of the mountain. The first part is you trekking up until basically you're overwhelmed. Yeah. And the second part of the mountain is you breaking through that and like flying to the top. And like and visually too. I mean, they use they use the same colors those two areas. Yeah. But they use them atmospherically in such a different way. Mm-hmm. And visually having all those grave markers surrounding you uh, as if to evidence players who have made this pilgrimage in the past sort of falling one by one. Um, so it just feels very oppressive um, and I think the movement speed is like to a grinding halt uh, well yeah do we want to just talk about how that end sequence plays out real quick I mean yeah basically you climb you you start climbing a mountain and you hit this like well there's a part before that yes it's like when you get that when you talk to that white robed figure it shows you the history and then it shows like it's going again through this hieroglyphic scene Mm -hmm. but then it shows you when you start entering and it plays you through all the different areas you just went through Mm -hmm. and then it hits to where you are right now and it shows like the next part in the journey it shows you fallen over Mm -hmm. like crumpled in the snow right um and then you are walking then you like get to that point you're walking through the snow like the wind is blowing you back and like Caleb said, your move speed, it's like you're limping through. And mm-hmm. it's actually really interesting if you're playing with another person because... They will fall. You and this you and this other person are just slowly, like, losing yep. their energy and their, like, life. Yep. And the, this, the, like, wind, in- the wind takes away your ability to have a, like, direct response movement speed. Very so often mm-hmm. you just kind of get tossed around. Yeah. And you, but, and you get, it's so and you painful get, because... forcibly separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so painful because, like, as you guys are slowly, like, dying, basically, all you can do is, like, chirp at each other. Like, you desperately yeah. want to have a yeah. connection with this other person, and it's just, like, you are very close, but also incredibly isolated at the same time. And as you freeze, your chirp becomes quieter and quieter until until you mm-hmm. can no longer chirp and right. you just collapse in the ice. Um, yeah, you fall over, the white robe figure, like, gives you a new life, and you go flying through mm-hmm. the mountain and get to the top and... So that's cool. And you, you, you ascend. <laughs> like, getting, getting into the plot, like Max said, is not as important because it really is about the journey. Mm-hmm. You're right. That, that, it, it's cheesy, but that is essentially how this game plays out. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's about the journey. How, you have to apologize for that. <laughs> um, well, I did. So one so thing which I wanted tough. to bring up is that this is a game that has a lot to do with mass. Um, I, I find this super interesting. Like, there's something about the way that they play with just how you feel in sand. Mm-hmm. It feels everything feels very you know, the way that you transverse the environment, the way that you interact with things are very concerned with the density of the sub of the like mm-hmm. what you're interacting with. I there's like a weird parallel to like air not even feeling like air at times, yeah. and it feels like water, sand being snow, but also there are areas with water, and water is kind of its own thing. Well, there, there are certain moments when, like, you're within a platform sequence and you're sort of jumping and floating at the same time, and you'll hit these right. points where you'll go through the sort of manta ray. Um, so I, yeah, I want to bring that area up specifically. You will speed um, up, and you will sort of, like, get a second wind of sorts. Um, and it, it feels... So it, it, has, it has all the... Um, 
momentum to be terrible and to not actually be responsive but i think the way that they've designed the levels sort of encourages that sort of slight gust of movement and sort of floaty displacement to then do it again you know so one area which i which i like in particular is that like tower room yeah where you you walk in and there's this like it's it's like a cylindrical room and there's a striking visual pillar through the middle and what you basically do is you slowly ascend by interacting with hieroglyphics and having the room fill with it fills with water right it fills with no i don't what, really know it, how to okay it fills with I, something in between water and light it, okay what okay. exactly what exactly it is is not straightforward mm-hmm. i mean it could be water though because as soon as that level catches up to you, your characters start bobbing a little bit no like yeah yeah on the, okay. but it, it doesn't it doesn't dir- this is where i was saying that there's something weird about mass it it doesn't directly translate as water it doesn't right. behave like water in that definitive way the, the when room, you sit under it long enough, it doesn't play that sonic like. But you do mechanically bob in it like water. There, there's something really bizarre yeah. with that area. Uh, it's basically like it feels like a liquid, but it reads like it's light. Mm-hmm. But it has a definitive top layer to it, and it, like the room fills in a weird way. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that area is also stunningly gorgeous too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go from having the striking black pillar and then as you fill the room more and more everything just becomes enveloped in these light like light uh hieroglyphics that are all over the place mm-hmm. and it just like it fills with glow and that's why i sort of say that it's like somewhere in between water and light is like that area always feels like basically it's you're from, just interacting with hieroglyphics until you've filled the room with enough light that you from can the leave. phantom of uh wait what am i saying Never mind. Nope. Max, you and I are going to be quiet. Nope. Max, you and I are going to be quiet until Caleb figures out what he was about to say. The Fountain of Youth is what I meant to say, but I said Phantom. The Phantom, the Phantom of, of Youth. youth. <laughs> oh, man. I was sitting here wondering what I was going to ask for for fan art submissions, but I know now. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Woof. Oofa doofa. Oofa doofa. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, what else do you want to talk about, Matt? Because, I mean, this isn't going to be the longest episode because it is a rather yeah. short game. And I think we've actually hit a lot of the points I wanted to talk about at this point. Um, oh, neat. There is, there is something I like about um, a lot of the plot having to do with um, hieroglyphics that I think is really interesting since the game also is speaking through visuals. I mean, it's, 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 that's a subtle thing, but I think mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting that we're, that it's taking pictorial 2d language in a game that is basically telling a story through 3d environmental language do do the chirps like you'll have a hieroglyph as um you're sort of chirping does that have any significance in terms everyone has their own unique hieroglyph but it doesn't translate to a specific i don't know that you could look up the language of the game or anything i was just curious yeah, there's not a direct answer to that one. Let me do a quick Google search. You guys do your thing. Let me see if uh, a quick Google, a quick, quick a Google, a quick Google, and you Google. You will, if I'm remembering this correctly, you will find higher like white illuminated hieroglyphs within the world, which you can then they're like the collectibles, and then it'll add onto your robe. Yes, is that that's okay. like a that that's like it's like a Metroid power up. You're just like you're increasing your uh, your missile count. Right, which allows you to jump more. Right. I could not find it. It's okay. I'm back from Google, you guys. 101 (laughs) on journeys. Take my college 101 course on understanding (laughs) journeys language. (laughs) Yep. Very much so. Uh, Yeah. um, 
That, yeah, I just want to say again after you said that, Max. It's just I've never seen a game that functions so seamlessly between like 2D and 3D space. Mm-hmm. Just like how they would like just carving stuff out of negative space. As I don't know, I can't think of another game that did that in the way this did. It's really fascinating. Yeah, you heard it here, folks. Literally, the only game that does that. Man, he is oh throwing God. some hyperboles. I don't play as many games as you do. <laughs> my library's limited. <laughs> my library. Wait, tell me what other games have done. I'm genuinely curious. Wait you I, get I want to more. Inside, no, I'm, I'm, you idiots. It, <laughs> um, Proteus is kind I'm of. Okay. No. Why do you That's, hate Proteus so Proteus much, Caleb? Is stupid. No, it's not. It's, it's not stupid. great. You're, we'll talk. We'll talk stupid. about Proteus later. You're it just funny. doesn't. It doesn't resonate with me. That's all. You're dumb. Enough. Okay, if we're talking about other games, I think we either close the book on Journey. <laughs> I would like to compare Journey's uh, representation Journey? of walking Journey's through Journey. sand, uh, the way that David's uh, favorite game of all time, Spec Ops: The Line. Spec Ops. Yeah, the line, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> approaches. <laughs> uh, so what? I, all all I'm trying to say is that the civilization you're going through in Journey is Dubai. It's this Dubai. is a hundred years after the game. <laughs> the white robe figure is Walker. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Welcome to Dubai. Welcome to Dubai. <laughs> Welcome to Dubai. <laughs> Welcome to Dubai. Take uh, a journey up this mountain. Yep. This Actually, is silly. The, dude, the there's a scene in the, in Spec Ops: The Line where like he's straight up looking at what appears to be an illuminated. <laughs> I was just going to say yeah. that there's that, what is that, the tower that you keep walking to in Spec Ops? The Burj Khalifa, yeah. That, that, that could just get stuck right in the Journey Mountain. Like, they complete each other <laughs> right. like a perfect puzzle. Oh, uh, you guys, hold on the recording. I got some fanfic to And that's actually, that's actually, I guess, a, sort of a last point to bring up, which is uh, there is this really nice notion on these, like, Journey likes vertical slits. Like there, there are hallways you walk through where there's like they're like thin. Journey's not the only one that likes vertical slits. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I knew when I was when I was writing that I was like, there's no way. I, like it's a it's a it's a fucking thing in this game. But I knew there was no way that you'd be mature enough to let that not be what what obviously you <laughs> hey, could make it into. Hey, future David. Hey, future David. Editing this podcast. Make a note to delete Caleb's recording from here to the end of the episode. <laughs> Put a stake in it. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at the the mountain, has a strong like has like a vertical chunk that's sliced out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you yeah. walk from region to region, you walk through these glowing hallways where like there's such a focused like light pathway yeah, totally. that you can't you kind of like can't see where you're going. You just walk into these like light vertical slits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Caleb. Okay, we have yeah, to... A quick question, Caleb. Caleb. Poil- quick question, Caleb. How would you phrase that? <laughs> no, Caleb has poisoned the well on this conversation. We have to move on, unfortunately. That's too bad. I don't know. That's Yeah, exactly. But but that doesn't translate the idea that you're walking through tight space. Like they always Tall geometry. They always it's important that you have the notion tightest, of having walls. Tightest on. vertical slope. You're 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 <laughs> trash. Oh my god. You're yep, so garbage. glad you guys are listening to our podcast now. I literally when <laughs> I was good. when I was taking notes on that, I was like, boy, it's too bad this is gonna be something that we can't analyze because one of you is gonna be like a baby about it. <laughs> it's not even we that funny, I'm takes, sorry. The I just, content. I'm so sorry I've derailed it. <clears throat> You're not. I'm but not. anyway, um <laughs> If you want to do, do we, if you want to send us fan art of no, ver- no, 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 vertical no, 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 slits no, 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 with no. Caleb giving like, <laughs> a dipshit next to it, no, 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 <laughs> uh, don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm uh, gonna send both of you fan art. So Max, 
Coffee table book. Coffee table book. Question mark? Question mark? Yes. Journey, period. Journey. Colon, what adventure. I, what I can definitely say is on the coffee table book conversation, Journey is kind of something where it's been so successful and it's gotten so much praise that, like, this is kind of like one of those games that would make someone even write a coffee table book, mm-hmm. if I'm being entirely yeah, honest. And, absolutely. like... <laughs> It like the and even from their perspective, like I know this is like the you know the non-indie sympathetic perspective, but this game is massively successful in in being exactly the kind of game that we're talking about. It was nominated for a Grammy. Like Like, this, this game from the get-go is about like, hey, people think this is very pretty and very successful with that, which is interesting because of how abstract and like how little it gives you by way of plot or so i would actually like say in a coffee table book kind of thing i would say this falls into a like walking simulator no uh. i was gonna say into the intro of like i'm gonna present a case why games can be art yeah here's absolutely. journey here's yeah. here's journey let's take yeah. a look at that I, I think it is the most successful thing that they have done it iterates on mechanics that have been introduced throughout their previous experiences i mean you look at just the sort of floaty quality of flower and it's all about creating this weird um weightlessness that translates directly into journey um Mm -hmm. so they've taken some steps to get here uh so it's just it's very impressive to see the rest of the package measure up in in equal weight as well i agree i I don't know that we've ever talked about a chapter in this hypothetical book being just like visually stunning games, but I think I'm going to do that now, and Journey's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like that. Like, I, I, it doesn't I quite st- work as walking simulator. Doesn't quite work as adventure game. I think focusing on its aesthetics is what like gives it the most credit. I, yeah. I agree with you. I, I honestly, I do think that like this game is within our conversations so big that this is like in the preface. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is weird. We actually have some like stuff to take care of in the user shout out section because we actually have people listening Yay. now. Thank um, you. Yeah. So thank you everyone who has sent us kind words and has started to chat with us. Um, there are a couple places you can do that. Send emails to crit crew podcast at gmail.com um we got a facebook group facebook.com forward slash the crit crew um do we have a twitter yet i'm working on that and by working on it i mean i was in italy so not yet all right we will have a twitter we will we will wanna... uh i'll i'll try to get it set up by next week so we can we can say it in the next podcast cool um, at spec ops the line fans um yeah they are this is <laughs> this is dubai. the crit crew that, at, at dubai <laughs> <laughs> um we yeah, oh, like I said, if you want to send us your fan art of uh, the Phantom of Youth, send that to our email. <laughs> yeah, that's Phantom the thing. Um, that's definitely the thing. Yeah, that's the we, thing. We, you can also send us requests for games that you want us to talk about. We actually got a new one. Um, a good friend, Julie, has suggested that we should talk about Lifeline. So that goes in the bucket next to um, another previous request, Battle Block Theater. We'll mm-hmm. probably have to do a grab bag. Also, uh, to talk about that. Hi, one. hi, Josh. Hi, Josh Stein. Thanks for uh, saying hi, hi to us on Facebook. Yeah, really appreciate that, man. <laughs> Brian and Nathan, you are now in. You are now have competition for number one super fan. Go, Scott. <laughs> J- Scott. Josh. Scott. Jesus Christ. Now. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm. A, I'm. Uh, you don't have an excuse. Just let's go. What with an dignity. episode. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> I feel like I'm forgetting something that we don't really take care of at the front, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, just you can also, if you want to tell us your opinions <laughs> on the game we talk about, whether you agree with ours or disagree, we are more than willing to 
get into the mix with yeah. that. I think multiple times um, I've said like as much as I li- as much as I like having my ego stroked, I love when people just shit on me. <laughs> I I'm gonna put that quote out of context on your gravestone, so oh, that's neat. Nice, cool. <laughs> you, you know what? I won't. I won't even fight me. you. No, but I, like um, I like I like differing opinions on things. Nope, that's too late. It's already all right. Fine, it's, it's already it's fine. Already, whatever, he's whatever. It. Here he goes, right. starting off the podcast, saying, "Don't worry, pretty baby. I know you're really jet lagged. <laughs> if you have any trouble, I'll I'll catch you when you fall." And then he just continues to kick out I've my legs while of- Caleb giggles at the word slit. I've pushed you out of the nest, now it's time to fly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nothing cures jet um, lag quite like a hot, steaming shit. <laughs> okay. I'm this is a good way to lose all our new listeners. I know. You, um, you're gonna have to like. I think you. Sh- I think you should just start cut. I think you should just cut. No, 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 please. <laughs> so that's been our episode. Do we have anything else we want to say, or is it time to go quiet into this gentle night? I think that's the quote. Chip. Uh, no, not quite. But chip. Oh, Max, do you hear that? Chip. No, I don't. Because the you know, audio Hold got on. caught. What Chip. are we talking about? Chip. So, Chip. so David, it's been nice talking with you. Chip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too bad Kilo had to leave early. Uh, yeah, we didn't actually yeah. include that note. Chip. He had to leave early. Um, that's why there's some audio breaks because like, we were usually recording Chip. with him. Guys, you're, you're, you're giving me two. I'm trying to yes and, but both of you are trying to intro at me. I don't know which Chip. one to go for. <laughs> I think I think that translates to crit adjourn. Please save oh me. Oh God, David kills behind you. <laughs> <laughs>